Walk out the door, you see someone that you know, and they ask you how you are, and you just have to say that you're fine. Yeah. Okay. fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand hello you're listening to you okay hun a weekly advice podcast i'm your host one of just seven people to vomit into the river clyde yesterday <laughs> dave <laughs> i'm mona lisa ball breaker demigod you are a ball breaker and a demigod mainly a ball breaker <laughs> we're going to combine our years of experience listening to people complain and our complete lack of qualifications to solve a mixture of your problems and funny problems other people had that we found on the internet. I will read the problems and my spiritual mentor, Mona Lisa, will do the emotional labour, provide the realness and guide us to a workable solution and do a big fucking yawn while I'm trying to do the intro. Or at least that's how it's supposed to work. We love doing this podcast and we love you and we would love to be able to put more time and money into this, but that is not a possibility unless we can grow. If you enjoy this podcast, please do us a huge solid and subscribe Review it wherever you listen to your podcasts and recommend it to a friend you think might like it. We'd also love for you to submit problems. It can be your problem, a friend's problem, a problem you found somewhere else, or fuck it, you can even make it up because we'd never know. To submit, you can tweet us at Podcast. You can email us on youokhunpodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to stay 100% anonymous, you can leave us a message at curiouscat.me slash youokhun. These links will be in the show description. Are you fully just looking at Instagram? Yeah. Why? Yeah, sorry. Oh, oh, I'm such a savant and my brain works at such a pace that I have to be doing <gasps> something else while you're doing the boring intro to the podcast, which is like a 30 seconds long. Oh, look, I've just heard it so many times, okay? <laughs> this is a thankless task. What I do is a thankless task. <laughs> I don't have anything to talk about before we start doing problems. Well, what about you spewing in the river? I feel like you have to address that. Oh, yeah, sorry. Podcast is a day late. Um, I got something wrong with my tummy. <laughs> I got a bad tums, bad tum tums. Uh, so I left work on Monday because I was like, "Hey, I'm I'm sweating like out of my elbows and knees and like nose and every part of me was sweating." And I was like, "I ah, just trying really hard not to be sick." So I thought I better leave work. So I did that. So I got on a train, but then in my head. I was like, it's really bad on this train. I hate this train. I want to be off this train. It's making me feel sick. What if I'm sick on the train? Now, a train has a toilet in it, which I could have been sick in. But in my mind, I was like, well, I got my bike. Someone will steal it if I throw up in the train toilet. So what I thought would be best would be to get off the train about five miles from our house. So I got off the train. And then I thought, I'm okay. This fresh air's helping. I got the fresh air. That's what I wanted. And then I made it as far as the river. And then I had to stop and do a sick. I mean... Being sick in the river is really pretty gross. Why? I don't know. It just seems like you're... It's not like a, a picturesque... If people don't, I don't know Glasgow. I don't know what river you're talking about. The River Clyde. Ah, right. It's not a picturesque like river with sandy beaches and like water gently sloshing over rocks or anything. It's just a big fucking industrial canal in the middle of like Glasgow, which, you know, trigger warning, is pretty much just used for suicide most of the time. There's no other purpose for it. So, you know... What else? Where, where else do you hear about the River Clyde? It's That's like, true. Yeah, That's it's, true. It's not, it doesn't look nice. It stinks. Uh, it's dirty and filthy and polluted. Oh, you just added to that pollution. Yeah, I did. I added to the pollution that already existed. And Why I feel would like you spew in the river, though? Why not just on the ground? 
I felt like it was the <laughs> nicest thing to do. Like I was, I was at the river edge. I thought I'll just fucking lean myself over this barrier and spew. Plus, I felt like less people would see it. <laughs> right. Than if I was to just like puke on a path, like it's a really busy bit of like walkway. Next to, right. It's next to the BBC and lots of like business executives are walking. Lots about. of business boys. Yeah, big business boys and and like women in power suits with like giant eighties mobile phones who are walking about and hair in a tight bun. Right. They with their walking, walking trainers. Yeah, got the walking trainers. Hand- <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. So, heels in one hand, giant phone in the other. It was uh, so yeah. So sorry, the podcast is a day late. I made it home without shitting myself though. That's yeah. what I thought was going to happen. I've, uh, after spewing, I felt a lot better, so I got my bike and cycled home. Uh, and I thought a couple of times, I'm going to shit on my bike. I'm going to like, I don't know how that would actually work if I was to like poo myself while I was cycling. I don't imagine it would be particularly good. Mm. But made it home. Had some diarrhea when I got here. Yeah. Went pretty solidly. Yeah. Once again, I'm talking about diarrhea. <laughs> it all leads back to diarrhea. Oh, it does. It all leads back to diarrhea. <laughs> I feel like I'm living in a simulation. So, I mean, I have nothing to add to any of that. What else is? What else do we have to cover this week? I've stress-moved my room. <laughs> yes, we're sitting in a new place, so if the sound quality is weird, that's completely Lisa's fault. Yeah, I mean, I do this, and sometimes I, like, I don't know, a lot of people do this, but, like, me and my sister used to do this when we were young. We used to just stress-move furniture, like, rearrange rooms. I know a lot of people do this. Yeah. And, like... Yeah, you just keep telling yourself it's normal. <laughs> And a lot of the times, like when I did that in the living room, and I am like not a minimalist at all. No. I am a max maximalist, is that what it's called? I guess so. Yeah, so like in the living room when I did that and I had all the ornaments and then I like took them all off, like every ornament in, in the living room and I was just like... Yeah, imagine like an aesthetic that's created out of ornaments cluttering every surface. But then Lisa was like, these ornaments are in the wrong place. I'm going to rearrange them. Like, we have a fireplace and it's completely full of, like, candles and ornaments. Like, every part of it is covered. And I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to take all of this, all of it off, put it all on the living room floor and rearrange it. But obviously, halfway through, I, like, lost the will to live. Absolutely. And instantly regretted my decision. And now I've done it this time with my with my office... Because in my office, I want to have an area where there's a little small nest. You want it to be like the inside of a genie's lamp, you That's, said. yeah. Cultural appropriation, continue. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. It's not worked out so well. And I also, halfway through, I'm like, oh, this isn't working out right. No. This isn't working out right. And I regret it. And I, yeah. We almost, I never learn. <laughs> let's let's be honest. We almost broke up because I did not appreciate your desk when it was diagonally right. placed in the middle of the room. <laughs> I, I had issues with the diagonal center room desk placement, and that right, was that was that was the hill that Lisa chose to right, die but on. You were so dumb, though. What what was it about your wire things? I was like, we need to move. Them. So the desk had to move a little bit, but there were some wires attached to it. And I, in my in my head, it made sense that we had to spin the desk three hundred and sixty degrees to get the wires safer on the chair. <laughs> Basically, this will make no sense to, to anyone do, that's listening. But you right. think it's fucking hilarious, and that's all that matters here. It's just because all you had to do was just lift the chair over the wires. I mean, no one is going to be able like, to picture this. They'll be like, "What are they talking they about?" Won't. But just the fact that you were like, <laughs> "Let's spin the desk." Yeah. Spin huge, it three hundred sixty like, degrees. Huge, massive vintage doctor's desk. desk. Oh my god! I literally was like lost my shit in that. It was so funny. What can I say? I'm a lateral thinker. No one will understand how that's funny. But it was so funny to me, and I just like was like <laughs> crying. I'm a lateral thinker, all right. I think outside the box. I Sometimes mean, that you know that's how people like me and Kanye West succeed. 
I just wish I had tips from people. <laughs> you know what it is? I wish I had a person who also likes to move rooms come and help me in this situation. Yes. Because I'm just now... Because I, I do instantly... not like to move anything. Uh, rooms, house, myself... Like I, I, one of Dave's I'm a very station. I'm a very that I run man. wires across the length of the room, like just wires, plugging computers across the length of the room. Makes sense. Like that's the standard that I'm working with here. I mean, listen, you're bamming this up a little bit. It was across the width of the room, not the length of the room. Oh my god! Spinning anyway. the desk. You know, honestly, that killed me. Let's uh, let's get <laughs> off this topic because. No one understands People why the desk is funny. People always wanted to hear more about our life, and that's yeah, this, been our This day. is generally our life, arguing about where, which direction Lisa's desk should be tilted. Yeah. What else has happened this week? What have we been doing? I mean, honestly, that's really all I can think of. I'm noticing a lot of people um, supporting Berbatov on the podcast. I, a couple of reviews, a couple of emails, just giving a shout out to Berbatov. Don't do that, because you're encouraging him. He is a terrorist. He is the worst cat that has ever lived. I hate him with my life. And we can't be seen to be supporting him because you're just making him worse. Now, He's become thing, a real diva. Well, th- this is the thing. And to be honest, right, this does happen a lot with older male cats. See, as they get older, they become real cantankerous. And see now, like, he's so shitty if his radiators aren't on, right? Oh, yeah. Which is fucking summer now. But then now he goes in a sun trap. But then if the sun trap goes away, he's real he's shitty. Like, he meows at you to, like, turn the sun back on. Mm. Which is amazing. And he always meow. See, every, you know what the thing that annoys me about him? The I can most? hear him now. He's doing his shit somewhere else in the house. Right. And he will be here soon. Do you know what bothers me about him the most, though? See, every morning when they go get fed, right? And we have another cat, Torsten. He just like doesn't care. No, he doesn't get a shout out in the podcast. He's an angel from heaven. <laughs> and I love him. Um, yeah, Berbatov meows like constantly because he's a Bengal and Bengals are vocal, you know? Great. And like he's always just like meh, meh, and I'm like opening the packets of food, and I'm like your tw- eyes twitching, and I'm like having a nervous breakdown because I'm like please stop meowing at me. Like every morning I feed him. Like what does he think that one day I'm just going to be We've like had him for eight years. One day I'm just going to decide today's the day I'm not feeding this fucker. Yeah, like, I'm gonna, do you know what today's the day I'm going to open this pack of cat food, put it in a bowl, and eat it myself, motherfucker. Right. Like no one wants your stinking cat food. It's really disgusting. No, no, gross. Except for that really fancy stuff that we bought at the time. It did look like real tuna. Like, mm, real chicken really, as well. I could have real... eaten chicken. There was chicken and pumpkin one. I could have eaten that. I was like tempted to just make you a sandwich with it. It looked like sandwich fillers, like shredded chicken. If there was some kind of like apocalypse situation and we had nothing but that in the house. Well, that would be the best situation. See, for that, rather than the weird, like suspicious meat jelly that's in other cat foods. Yeah. I'd rather have that other stuff. Definitely. Oh, I, I hear him running about now. It's Oh, he knocked something over. It's coming. He's coming. He's he coming just, to ruin it. It's just he's just too smart. Like see when he see when he does something bad, or he doesn't get what he wants, he'll go knock over an ornament, one of the said ornaments that's, you know, he destroys. And he's got that real this real thing for the little Egyptian. It's like a little Egyptian bust candle holder, mm. and he will not stop knocking that bitch over. And it like, <sighs> I have a real issue with it. I know. So no more praise for Berbatov. No more shoutouts for Berbatov in the future. Only criticisms. If you're going to mention Berbatov, you need to criticise him. But let's get He's some... still my firstborn, though. Yeah, but I don't care. Let's get some negative energy out there. Let's channel towards him. I can hear him running about. He's he's literally trying to ruin my life. Why is he, he doing this to me? He loves being on podcast. He really wants to be on the podcast, so he's showing off in the background. Mm. Right, shall we... Uh... Yeah, go, go, let's go. I feel like we talked about talking about loads of things before the problems this week, and I've forgotten what they all were. 
Remember on I came home last Friday and we had a really we had, big yeah, long we conversation did, we did. and we were like, happen. "Hey, we should completely have talk about this on the podcast because it's really interesting. We're very passionate about it. We have a lot of opinions. I feel like people will be interested in hearing it, and I've completely forgotten what it was." Yeah, but you, you mentioned that the other day that you'd forgotten that. I figured that you would have remembered by now. Oh, now I've got the hiccups. Oh, this is this is going super well. No, I I remember what it is. It was the degree show. That that person had done. Okay, so someone did a degree show that I have layers. Explain what a degree show even is. So someone an art school degree show. Art school degree. So like a like a. You explain what it is. You know what it is. It's just like like your final year show kind of thing for your for the like fourth year in art school. Yeah, which is a big exhibition that gets held in all the art schools, and this problematic one was at Duncan of Georgeson, which is Lisa's alma mater. Yeah, which is which is unfortunate that it's my old uni. Yeah. But what I would say about this is we have talked about um okay, so we have a few more listener problems, but we have talked at some point about doing some of our own problems. Mm. And I feel like there's a big crossover with what I would like to talk about as being my problem. Okay. So maybe we could just put it on the back burner. We'll do it on the same episode as we do the incels, because I feel like there's a thematic crossover okay. there you keep tempting people with themselves yeah yeah i do keep tempting them with themselves. do you know that is that's marketing ah got that's it. marketing genius got it got it that's true see keep keep them keep them listening once they get that once they get that incel hit there's nothing to bring them back that's next true. week we'll do the really good episode this week it will suck but next week it's going to be amazing <laughs> anything else no right shall we get on with it yeah okay here's t- here's the first letter <clears throat> Hello Mona Lisa and Dave. I think I might be in over my head. I've never been lucky in love. Sure, I've got the looks, but finding the right man just never seemed to be written in the stars for me. My first marriage lasted seven years, but there was no passion there. I thought I was destined to be alone. That is until I met the man of my dreams two years ago. He was a real Prince Charming, ruggedly handsome, and with that hot-to-trot British accent. He was like Mr. Darcy, and I was... Mrs. Darcy, I guess? Sorry, I'm not much for period dramas. I can't pretend it was just the smouldering good looks that I was attracted to. He was loaded. I mean, mega bucks. At the time, my career was going nowhere, and I was wondering if I'd ever reach my full potential. We were head over heels in love, and he kept asking me to marry him and join the family business. How could I say no? A whirlwind year and a half after we met, he popped the question, and I defy any girl to turn down a diamond that size. This is where it gets complicated. I'm sure that everyone listening to this subscribed to the same sanitised, consumerist, cishet societal blueprint that I'm completely unable to see beyond, so we all agree that a lavish wedding is what every girl wants. I had always dreamed of the day I could wear a £30,000 one-use ugly-ass white dress that will stay in the cupboard forever down the aisle and finally show all my friends that I'm richer, more in love and just better than them in general. But my childhood dream of becoming a perfect bride was shattered and I'm beginning to think this was all a mistake. I thought I was going to be a bridezilla but my thunder was well and truly stolen. Apparently, our wedding was a bit of a big deal in the weird third world backwater where my hubby is from. Everywhere I went, everyone seemed to know who I was, what my business was, and they had opinions about my ethnicity, to put it mildly. 
No sooner had we arranged for all the icky homeless people to vacate the area for our big day than they were all replaced by sunburned, flag-waving, gammon-faced mutants <laughs> who all seemed to be on Twitter arguing about the various economical benefits of having an active monarchy for tourism. And don't get me started on my husband's family. His grandfather seems to think I'm the hired help and keeps calling me Chiquita Bananas. <laughs> And his grandmother already bought us a honeymoon ticket to Paris. And she keeps saying, don't worry, I'll get you a great driver. What is wrong with these people? I love my hubby to bits. He's kind, rich, generous, rich, witty, rich, strong, rich. And I just think it's so brave and sexy, the way he perforated all those Afghan shepherds with a minigun from an armoured helicopter that time. But the attention, the fuss, and the crazy family are real warning signs to me. Am I overreacting, or have I bitten off more than I can chew? Yours, Her Royal Highness, the Duchess of Sussex. Is that what a title is? Meghan Markle. So, I mean, look, we had to talk about this. I know, because like, I, like, I'm very much, I live in a, a, re- a real bubble. I've made myself a real bubble where mm. I don't have to hear about fucking anything that I don't care about. I could not get away from this shit. Oh, oh my, my God. God. You could not get away. You couldn't even go in there. And you know what? Places that you wouldn't even normally find that. Or you, you know, and anyone wants to actually visit my Instagram, I actually posted a series of weddings more important than this. Oh, really? How yeah. Did see that? It included Pat Butcher and Frank Butcher's wedding. Clearly the most important wedding. Starting Anna Nicole enough. Smith's wedding. There was just sort of the Victoria, Victoria and David Beckham. There was just a lot of important weddings, okay, that were way more important than this. Mm-hmm. I mean, also, I'm just slightly worried. Look, we've talked about the royal family before and I'm slightly worried. I feel like I'm going to be the first person in like 200 years to like be arrested for treason or something. Again, yes, that's what yeah. I'm going for. Okay, okay, yeah, that's true. You're right. Um, Get in the Tower of London. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I well, can I actually just state here, just put on the record, I actually don't think we should abolish the royal family. I think I talked about this a little bit before. No, we are going to fight about this. I don't think we should get rid of them. You're right, it, it does uh, bring a yeah, huge amount for tourism. You do think we should repurpose them Oh, somewhat. yeah, yeah, wildly. Right. Yeah, like I said, open Buckingham Palace. Mm-hmm. The Queen just needs a tiny bed sit flat, like, in the corner of the fucking place. Open it for people can rent it. Like, get those fucking, get that Saudi money in. Get a fucking sheikh from somewhere, you know, could come with his fucking panthers or whatever. And he could love to stay there. Mm-hmm. Do we want to be providing luxury accommodation for disgusting tyrants? No, but at the same time, if I'm talking about any money that's made from the royal family gets put back completely into the, I don't know, the fucking NHS. So would we have an NHS, you know, yeah. Okay. Look, so I've not fleshed Saudi, out the all Saudi, the details. You have, no, you have not. The Saudi Panthers are in. The Saudi Panthers have fixed the NHS. Yes, yes. Right. But I also think... <laughs> I just imagine you with like a checklist of like, Lisa's plan. Step one, Saudi Prince with Panther. Step two, question mark. Step three, NHS fix, question mark. That's a good plan. I like it. Look, it's not like I haven't fully fleshed <laughs> Oh, yeah, no. uh, right, because look, okay, fine. Let me, what else can we do? We should also wheel them out at stuff. Yeah. Like none of this. What do they even do all day? I'm talking about. I mean, okay, the queen's old or whatever, right? But she's still got a few years left in her. But everyone else, Prince Charles, what the fuck does he do with his time? Fucking, what does he? What is he? What does he do with his time? Get him out every event. 
Like, honestly, send them all over the world. Supermarket openings. Honestly, seriously. Do you know how much, right, there's a new super mall opening in China. <laughs> yes. Do you know how much they'd pay to have Prince Charles open that bitch? I'll, I bet a lot. Get him to come in full fucking get up and everything. Yeah. Also, the jewels get taken away from them. They're no longer theirs. Like, cause, uh, that's my issue with the Queen. When she sat on that fucking, an actual throne with her jewels on, telling people to fucking tighten their bootstraps. Was it tightening their bootstraps? Pull off the bootstraps, tighten pull their belts. Pull off the bootstraps, tighten their belts, whatever. We She's all need, telling, to, yeah, we all need to pull that. together. We did that in the Mary Antoinette episode, didn't we? We that did, is, but I mean, good God. You're a great bugbear with the but Queen But like, there. what do the rest of them do? Like, I'm fine they exist. Also, they should live on a small amount of money. Well, they don't even really need money. I think they should make, like, prisoners make. You know, like, how prisoners make, like... I'll tell you what, no. You know, like, a weekly... You know how, like, prisoners... When they're in prison and they like yeah, make stuff and exactly. they make a tiny no, amount. You're totally right. That's what if they the, should make. If the queen clocks in at nine o'clock in the morning yeah. and clocks out at five thirty, she can earn up to twenty Windsor bucks. <laughs> she, she can exchange at the commissary for pot noodles, Walker's crisps, and a curly whirly. Yes, that's what we need. Yes, yes. Fuck a Bitcoin Windsor bucks. Yeah, Windsor bucks. Let's make it happen. I don't know. What does she even need? Like, I don't know. Like. Werther's Originals or like right. tissues. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to workshop a little joke in my head about like cryptocurrency, crypto fascist currency? Question mark. Seriously, and like that bitch's dress. Mm. Like, oh, big, big Meghan. I mean, Kate Middleton's was better. See, her dress was better. Uh, you've you've bought into it. You've I'm bought not bought into, into it. Thing. I just remember it. it. I don't remember anything. I have no idea what's going on. I don't. I don't pay these people any attention oh it's, do you know oh, no it's so everyone. irrelevant yeah I'm better irrelevant. Than I, that makes me a better person that makes me more pure well, I wish I didn't know I wish it was just nothing to be mm. honest I do love a wedding or like a, a that sort of big gay affair because let's face it it's just so over the top like I love the concept of it like the idea of it it's like god it's so ridiculous I just think the whole thing is just horribly distasteful they exist like in a country that's like divided more and more by class and and money issues and race and imperialism i just think it's super crass to still just be like yes we must have the well this is the diamond and crusted horse-drawn carriage but this is what what i don't understand though and Mm. it's like look let's face it though see in terms of like you can't just then say that no ceremony or like ritual exists you know what i mean like should exist because there is a, within cultures there is an element of importance to like ceremony and ritual and of course they don't need to be as lavish as that but in a way people want that lavishness from the royal family and i guess the problem wouldn't it wouldn't be problematic necessarily if we didn't have the financial problems that we have you know what i mean I think it would always be problematic. I'm well, over it. I don't know though, but you, because you're you're unwilling to see the the benefits of something oh, like I that. I see the benefits, and I think the negatives outweigh them. And I agree. I agree. I like agree. I agree. Like the, the thing. Like, see the thing about moving the homeless people. Like honestly, and I, I've said this before. Mm-hmm. Like you know what happened, and this is what bothers me. We need. To, we just all need some backbone because you know what happened the last time. Poor people were fucked over to that level. French Revolution? Yeah, we start chopping off some fucking heads. Yep, I'm for it. Let's make it happen. Ugh, guillotines are so hard to come by. We'll just do it with lasers. Oh, people are probably now. like, ooh, it's actually pronounced guillotine. Yeah. Or guillotine. That'll be like the proper pronunciation. Someone will write in. Yeah, I just am like, 
Uh, you know what I'm just you know the thing about her as well I'm not fucking interested in her like do you know the bullshit she has to give up right I actually read an article but it was a Buzzfeed made a list it was very easy I didn't invest time to this okay. the shit that she has to give up now she's a princess or whatever uh huh so fags selfies that, cigarettes oh she has to give up selfies because the queen doesn't like them because there's not even a rule about that the queen just does not well, like it's them it's not in the pure royal guidebook uh, rule no. book no she can't wear she has to wear muted nail polish colours because, again, because the Queen doesn't like colourful nails. I'm going to dock that bitch some Windsor works. Um, <laughs> right, for being just a fucking old cunt. Yeah, she can't be an actress. And oh. I'm like, oh, your career was so important to you. I know, right? Oh, was your fucking tenure on Suits? I love how people keep talking about this. I love how Suits... Yeah, suits actor. Became... Everyone's like, yes, I knew what Suits was before I knew <laughs> yeah, who she my was. Yes, good so, God. I've seen Suits. What the fuck Do is Suits? Do you know all tea, though? They have actually just made a Korean version of that. Suits Have the Korean they? version. But Korea does that a lot. Well, no, actually, it doesn't. But every country does that a lot. You buy rights I mean, to other no, TV act- shows. No, what I'm saying world. is Korea's... Most of actually what happens is other countries make Korean shows. Right. But actually, it's happened a few times with Korean shows making Western ones like Criminal Minds. It's very common for all nations to indulge in a bit of swapping artistic yeah. licence and, and licensing for TV shows and things yeah, like that. Yeah, but I mean, Suits, it just sounds like the worst TV show and I f- like fully do have it, no idea what it's about. Is it the one that Zach from Saved what? by the Bell's in? Is it? He was, in a, he was a lawyer on a TV show and he wore a suit, so that's what's making me think that was Suits. I just feel like it's one of those American TV shows that they're just... Like completely interchangeable with each other. Like yeah. there's just nothing. It's just completely nothing of a show. Totally. Um. But yeah, everyone's like sits a sits actress, and she she has to give that up now. So she's now just a fucking. Well, she was also um the editor of like an online magazine. It was called something like Wag or Truffle or Bleb or something like that. And she profiled successful women such as Ivanka Trump. Oh, so no. you know, great ally, great ally for all of us, as as you know, because that's the thing. She's going to go on at one of her new roles. And she's not allowed to wear, you know, nail polish or do selfies or be in suits. short skirts. She can't wear short skirts either, yeah. or bare legs. She has to have tights. But on. one of her new roles, of course, as a royal family, will be to go about as a, a sort of advocate of the of the British Empire and like stand there and be like, oh, it's really we should watch out about this famine in this one place, even though like the fucking royal family are literally wearing the fucking blood of well, the that's entire the thing. world. Like, you're no fucking Princess Diana. Get in a fucking... Get in those fucking... Get your fucking vest on and get fucking dealing with those landmines. No, I don't see you doing that, Megan. No, Megan. I hope you do. Just get blown up. Oh. I don't... You know... I don't wish death on her. I don't really either, to be honest. I don't really have... I mean, I love how people's big argument is just like, oh, well, she's... Her mum's black, so like... Oh, like racism is fucking ended. Oh now. no! Oh, we fix racism, everyone. I'm like, oh god, really? Because Barack Obama was an American president. Well, you think America's not racist anymore? Right. Like, uh, right point. Yeah, America's fucking sorted now. Just like I said, uh, it's like I said in my one of my fucking articles. You know, like that notion that like these one person, like what, what I was in my Femmes admitted thing about powerful women. Yes. You know, like we kind of act like if we get a woman in the White House or something, like mm-hmm. feminism will just be complete. But, like, women have been powerful before, mm-hmm. but we need to destroy the kind of systems around this. Lisa's column of Femmes Emitted is available to read in polyesterzine.com. <laughs> but, like, and it's similar to this, like, having a having a person of colour in power doesn't change. I mean, I'm not saying that they aren't wins. Like, Barack Obama being an American president was a win, mm-hmm. but 
that we need to completely dismantle the price of racial systems but in this America. Is the, this is the issue, yeah, because like that's a successful person of colour is often like trotted out as an example by conservatives. Also, let's face it. To say that, it, well, everything's fixed now. Let's face it, Barack Obama is like a successful person. Of, sorry, I just completely thinking you off you there. cut me off I'm sorry I was just you really, cut me pa- off so really passionate about that you sorry go for it. no I, I'm interested because no, you seem passionate so you just, tell me well, what you're going to say it's just Barack Obama is a successful person of colour mm-hmm. he's did that you know mm-hmm. he did that yep what does she do I do not want the, a person of colour's achievement to be oh she fucking snagged a prince yeah I mean it is a, like, that is that is something that in the sort of very binary dialogue about this which is either um, the royal family are disgusting uh, they are class traitors, we should guillotine them versus fuck you the British Empire is a beautiful great thing and we should elevate our, our lovely queen, god save the UK or whatever there's not really much of a space for like a black mm. and whites about it and one of the things that it's, it's kind of distasteful that it's just like you're right, you know what, she gave up acting oh I'm a princess now Like, right. did, did women really die and fight for all those years to just to retain and they've not even obviously it's not even close to being done did you want to get some of your agency as a living breathing human being with hopes and dreams and needs to just be like fuck my career i'm a princess now i get to wear a tiara i get to go about in a fancy car and i can wear my wedding dress at breakfast and eat what but i want the thing princess. is though it's already the chat is about babies because this is the thing you being a princess even fucking now mm-hmm. it's still what it always has been it's just you're only as good as how many fucking babies you produce already they're like is she already pregnant question mark well, better and be it's a like son. who fucking care I mean that other bitch is like wasting away she's fucking popping out so many kids Oh, right enough, yeah, she she's is having a bunch skinnier of and skinnier, every baby. Oh, can we talk about how, as well, like the government always use these opportunities to pure sneak legislation? We talked about this. I was like, oh, you were wildly. like, what do you think they're going to sneak into there? I guessed, my guess was some pure boring managerial thing to do with Brexit. Fucking nailed it. Mm. What's she doing again? Elevating peers. I mean, I don't even know that Basically, the elevating politics peer, are so dull. So that they are all, the peers, the people that she elevated are all pure Brexit. Right. Yay, hers. Totally. Um... I mean, again, what I think what we should really do is come up with a solid proposal of what the royal family should be doing. Like, also, oh yeah, what what should we do? Right, what the royal what family should we, we reel them out to do? Let's have a look. They should be mascots at Alton Towers. No, I just they don't. Should, ugh, I'm not a fan of Alton get Towers. Get them on so the get them that. on the open top red tour buses explaining the. No, because you can't. London. You can't. You know, you can't thingy them so much that they become not important anymore. Lay tarp all over the inside of the palaces, fill it with water, make them a slip and slide. Mm. Definitely do that. What else? Um, we should put Harry in jail for war crimes, along with everyone else involved in the British occupation of Afghanistan. Wasn't William a soldier too? Yeah, him. He can go in there as well. Then. I mean, technically, I guess the Queen. They all should, to be honest. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, Do you know what's really fucked up as well? So many people are like, oh, that's We should good. definitely make Prince Philip or whatever. I think we should send him to that island where they love him. Yes. And also force him to go I mean, you're on You're going to have to expand on that a little bit. You can't uh, say the island that they love him. Like, that okay. just sounds like Orkney The cargo loves. cult that worships Prince Philip. In the Polynesian islands? Uh, yeah, right? I think it's Paul, somewhere. Somewhere near Polynesia. Yeah. So basically, it's a really interesting phenomenon. Where they just love him and they worship him and he's like their 
It's less royalty and more godlike, but like, yeah, they fully love him. He's been there once. Let's just send him back. I mean, he's only got a couple of months left there, I'm sure. Like Basically, stage. I mean, this is really hard to the explain. The buzzards are circling. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, you could just say Google it and move on. Yeah, people should Google it. You should Google it. It's a really crazy and interesting yeah. thing. So he can go there. He can go there. Also, I think we should need him like sensitivity training. You know, like it is too late, but let's just force him to endure it. Yeah, and I mean, really intense. Like I'm talking like Clockwork Orange style, like fully pry those eyes right open and make him watch like the color purple over and over again or something. I mean, I think like the the just doing something that sort of like viscerally intense, like spiritually intense, would probably kill him. And I would love for him to be killed by tolerance, death yes. by tolerance. Yes, that'd that be seems good. like a fitting. What about the queen? Because she's such a miserable old cunt, isn't she? Oh, um, she reminds me of your gran. Yeah, a really kind of toxic, she's not prawned, old, toxic, prawned. withered old monster. She's not prawned yet. Sitting in a dark room, she might have done. She's always sitting down, scowling at things. Oh, that she's lime green outfit of... that she wore to the wedding. Inappropriate, bitch. I know lime green. Lime green. Lime what green. an offensive colour. Have you seen that video where she gets excited about cows? What, the queen? Yeah. No. She's like pure stone-faced as usual. And then she's like, cows! And she's like excited. And I'm like, is she like, okay? Are you okay? Because that's the thing. We never really know. Like, maybe she doesn't even do that. I mean, does she still do that thing at Christmas? The queen's speech? People that watch that, I have a real problem with. Cause you know ev- everyone shut up, put your hand over your heart, take hats off, and we're going to watch the queen's speech. I mean, honestly, like... Uh, do you know if there was a Venn diagram of people who watch the Queen's Speech versus people who like Brussels sprouts, it'd be a complete circle. Well, do you know what? And it's like when me and Craig were talking about the other day. You know, like the the national anthem. Yes. Do you even know it? God save our grace. No, see, see, before you sang that, I couldn't even guess it. Like I can't even get. I mean, that's I feel the only like bit that I mean, you cut me song. off. That's the only bit that I know of it. So. Oh really? Yeah. Well, lucky I cut you off there. So. Um. Yeah, I don't know it, and I don't care to know it. Thing is with Megan, she's definitely but off more she can chew. I don't think as an American that's like not been around British culture that long, she really even truly understands what it is now she is part of. Right. Because she's not like even if she was a European and they have like lots still lots of European countries have royalty and stuff, but like America just has no concept of that. Mm-hmm. I just do not think she has a, a real understanding of this. Mm-hmm. And she probably thinks it's all amazing, but she can't fucking go out the house on her own now. That's one of the other rules. She can't oh, really? go shopping well, that or was, anything. Well, I mean, that's how own. it works if you're a royal now, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of them can go anywhere on their own. Yeah, I mean, that would fucking suck. But let's face it, if you've grew, grew up in that life, you're much more used to it. Yeah, it's going to be a culture shock. Really? I feel bad for her now. No, I don't. No, I don't. She's benefiting from the, the, the fucking violence of empire. I don't feel bad for her at all. She's like... It's like when people say they feel sorry for Melania Trump. I don't feel sorry for Melania Trump. She knew what she was fucking... She knew what fucking dick she was sucking. If you're, if you're willing to, like, set aside any sense of morality just for your own personal status, then sorry. You're just as bad as the tyrant you're leeching off. Compl- no, I don't think you're just as bad, yep. but I think that... I mean, let's face it, you could act like, oh, Melania Trump, like, like it's problematic now he's the president, Donald Trump. and Yeah, he's always been yeah, a, I'm like, he's he's always always been been a, a fucking horrendous, monster. terribly untalented, stupid, venture capitalist, racist, monster pig. 
That's true. And, you know, she just it now he happens you... to be in charge of the free world, as they call it. So do you think, like you said, she's benefiting off of, what did you call it? The empire? The, yes, the violence of empire. Yeah. So do you think that that's just point blank then? You know, like, because she's in that situation, like, Megan des- deserves no sympathy or understanding or anything? I think... Because very few reasons people turn and that excuses. You can talk about the reasons for doing things, and you could say, you know, it's like, this is the thing, you know, Hitler liked dogs, and he was probably it was, he was it's kind of in a way it's a shame to deprive the world of such a devoted dog owner, but he had to die because he was Hitler. You get where I'm coming from here? It's no. Yeah, I, well, you I, do. It's per- it's the perfect analogy I for think, this. I think ever saying it was a shame because to deprive no, the world of a dog owner. No, that's what I'm saying. Owner. No, technically, technically, in an isolation. In isolation, robbing a dog of its owner, that dog will be sad. Oh, that's a shame on that dog, isn't it? Oh, no, that poor, that poor, I mean, he probably killed it with cyanide as well, to be honest, because he loved it so much. I don't really know much about the circumstances of Hitler's dog's death, but all I'm saying is that you can take this one isolated part of this woman who probably is going to discover that what she thought was going to be amazing and great, and she, she probably, she's probably thinking, oh, I'll get to help people. Oh, I'll get to go and talk at That's probably the, the lie that she's def- definitely yeah, telling exactly. herself. And that's the thing, that's the lie that she's telling herself. She knows it's a lie, yeah. To rationalise the fact that she's basically, from fucking centuries of oppression, everything, everything in our lives, every single bit of privilege that we have is impossible to own or maintain without the oppression of the global south at large you know they say that all the wealth in the world is actually not in the first world it's in the third world but we just take the the objects the labor the fucking manufacturing the food the whatever from that we make the money from it and it's impossible that violence Mm. whether it is civil wars whether it is civil wars that we've inserted ourselves in surreptitiously through government agencies whether Mm. it is fucking sweatshops, whether it is economic sanctions on countries that aren't accepting of your global financial structure. There's a million things out there that mean that we cannot exist without privilege. Mm-hmm. We have inherent privilege. And in 2018, to still have people who are like, oh, well, we're in charge of you. And, well, we're only here because, you know, we conquered half the world. Mm. The empire on which the sun never sets. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. It's it's distasteful. Well, There's no fucking time for it. If you like the royal family, you are an apologist for genocide. Yeah, and I agree. And what I don't understand is why people are like enjoying like clapping for your pure overlords. Like I know. seriously, Yay. that's like honestly, if you like people love Downton Abbey and that shit, I'm like, yeah, that's like you're the pure. Oh, you're the pure fucking maid and you're like oh my master like seriously do you have to get some self respect that's the thing in many ways like honestly see if the queen like honestly see if the queen see if you meet them you have to like bow to them and shit honestly would I fuck what are they going to do what are they going to do are you going to get arrested for not bowing at the bitch I don't in a lot of ways I can understand why people do just give in and are like oh yay the royal wedding and beautiful dresses and princesses and princes because if you don't accept that that is good, then you do. You then have to accept the sort of postmodern ennui that we all exist within. Mm. You have to accept reality. And isn't it easier? In a way, I'm quite jealous of people that have just checked out and are like, "Yay!" Oh, wildly, yeah. My betters are having a lovely ceremony. I mean, in a way, I think there is still a por- there's, there is a big portion of people that don't like the royal family, but do watch the wedding and everything for this the pure. 
the ceremony of the it. The pageantry. It's, yeah, the pageantry. And it is. It is like a big gay drag show or something. Mm-hmm. You know, because it is that. And like, I was, I didn't watch any of it, but like, you know, I was really secretly hoping that Princess Diana's ghost was going to turn up and like, fuck shit up. All the people who I work with watched it. Every single one of them. I sat in a meeting on Monday before I was sick. And they were like, oh, who watched the royal wedding? And like... What, is it twi- on TV? Yeah. I like, don't have normal TV, so I don't know. Oh, look who's the pure edge lord now. Everyone put their hand up. They're all fucking sat and watched it. They're uh. all super excited about it. They talked about it. And you know what I did? I bit my tongue. Right. I didn't want to deprive them of that because maybe they would realise how miserable their lives truly are. And that's the thing, because see, in reality, like, in, in all, in all seriousness... It's that thing about would you rather be like ignorant and happy? Like, yeah, to be honest, I would just like be like clapping with big dumb seal hands, being like, yeah, fucking, they're all a family. Just give me you're, like, like made in Chelsea and a fucking fake tan and a bottle of prosecco and I don't you know, know like what to, to, well, you, you would just a feature live, wall. Yeah, you could just live your life like going on holiday to like countries Lanzarote, that you're like destroying and like you know, like you could just live your life in ignorance and just not feel guilty yeah, about. You could just what, go leave a trail of pure blood and fucking semen and beer across the Balearics and just be like, oh, I had a lovely summer halls. Yeah, wouldn't it be? I mean, part of me thinks it would be so great to be like that. I would Ugh. just... Oh, it must be so peaceful. Meanwhile, I'm like, oh, all oh. the time. So what's our advice for Megan? I mean, honestly, like, I don't think we tell. really... We didn't really give, think to of To be honest, I kept trying to bring it back to it, but you just did not seem interested no, in it. No, I was not at all. I mean, I'm I, very look, uninterested in it. I wanted to shout about things. She's... I mean, she's in it now, but mm. bitch, be prepared. Mm-hmm. Be prepared that this is going to turn dark real soon. Don't, real fucking soon. I would, my advice for her would be don't ever get in a taxi the Queen has booked for she's you. She's not going to do it the same way. She's going to do it a different way. I don't know. You might find, you find that people like that are often quite arrogant and stupid and just no, repeat no. patterns. Maybe that's, her, maybe that's her signature. I think it'll be bigger, like helicopter or Ooh, something. Oh, helicopter crash. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Oh, even, maybe even plane crash. Is in there any a royal case, jet? The Queen is going to kill you. Uh, sorry. You can't phone the police because she owns the police. Part of me is like, am I here for the Queen a little bit, actually, thinking that? She's like some weird, no. like, homicidal old lady in lime green. Like, I mean, I would, I would, if if it was just a case of she was a bit homicidal, there could be the argument made she was quite iconic. But Although it's generally actually, around race lines. Okay, I did so find ra- something. It's generally a racist thing. Let's maybe oh, no, not. She killed Princess Diana just because. Because she was going out with an Asian man. No, Next. it wasn't because she was going out with an Asian man. I think she was going out with a guy that was just, mm, I yeah. Don't know. I don't hear that. I think the Asian thing definitely didn't go sit well with the Queen, but I don't think it was purely that reason. Well, I disagree. There was one thing that I actually felt quite sorry for the Queen. Her last corgi died. Oh. This is the Hitler thing all over again. Oh, See, the Hitler analogy was good. You're right, the Hitler it analogy is. was Fuck good. Me, it worked. It worked. Oh, we came full circle. Right? <laughs> it worked. I mean, oh, corgis though. I know, they are Pop- cute and they have corgi little puppy. butts. Oh, they're little butts. Oh, they're butts. Oh. Corgi puppies. Just go, everyone just go watch, take a break and watch some corgi puppy videos. Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, because they're so cute. Right? <laughs> Why are they so cute? I feel like we spoke really quickly. Did that, did that get our blood? Boiling a little bit. Oh, that yeah, problem. we were talking fast. We were, eh? I'm really Just sorry. That whole concept. If anyone's having difficulty with our Scottish accents, eh, sorry. I always think that though, how no one's commented on our Scottish accents negatively. Yeah, it is a bit weird. I mean, in all fairness, the first thing I thought we'd get in terms of feedback would be, oh, I can't understand your accent. People are so funny about it. I think this speaks to podcasts being traditionally a kind of geeky male pursuit. 
in that people really obsess over the sound quality on podcasts. Now, I don't give a fuck. I'll, I'll listen to a podcast that's on an iPhone where someone's phoning in on Skype and it just sounds like a tin, well, if I it's good. But a lot of people do get funny about sound quality. I know, I don't want to hear it when it's like crazy bad, but like... I don't know, maybe ours is bad. I wouldn't know. I don't But no one said it. anything about either our stupid accents or the quality of the podcast. Ah, that's what you're connecting those two. Yeah, and just two things like the two the things that I really know. I would never change the subject. Because people on you. constantly talk about like if you go anywhere in the world that's mm. not Scotland, I mean fuck, even in Scotland, different parts of Scotland, they constantly comment. But like That's true, yeah, the slightest change in your Scottish accent. Indiscernible to people not from here. It's just like this massive talking point if you I go guess, to different parts of Scotland. I guess it's probably the same everywhere, but like, yeah, mm. anywhere you go as a Scottish person, people talk about your accent. And we are quite parochial here. Mm. But so, I just am surprised and I guess I'm like, thank you. Thank you to all these enlightened people that don't find our accents a burden. Yeah, thanks. Love you. Love you. Right. Shall we... Yes, you don't need to say shall we. Just I like go. to say that. That's like my catchphrase. When we get t-shirts printed out, it'll be shall we move on to the next problem? Is that your catchphrase? One of many. Oh, we're not making that t-shirt. It's fucking lame. Yeah, obviously we're not going to make the t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, I was joking. God, you're such a terrible co-host. You have no <laughs> understanding of when I'm telling I'm, a hilarious joke. I'm the popular off. one. Yeah, I know you are. Shut <laughs> up. <sighs> this is the thing. The fucking... The, I, I break my back with this. I do all the editing on this podcast. That's true. I break my back for this podcast and it's like... Oh, Everyone loves Lisa. Oh no, everyone loves Berbatov now. Then we brought Tostin into it. He's probably going to get some fucking fan mail. Meanwhile, this dickhead, no one cares about. You're the real funny one. Well, I mean, I don't have any fans, so I disagree. <laughs> you're the funny one. I'm your fan. Oh. See, you're you. uncomfortable because I was you. genuinely nice. No, I was, I'm holding your hand. How would me uncomfortable? Yeah, I thought you that were was really, That was really sweet. Thank you for that. Aww. That's really made me. It's made my day. Thanks. I'm your number See, one I'm, fan. I'm expressing my emotions because I'm a healthy-minded man. Mm, right. Okay. Problem number two. This is a listener, listener writing. Oh, listener. Okay. <clears throat> Dear Dave, Mona Lisa, and Berbatov. <laughs> Berbatov. Can I just start by saying, please give me the music you give all the other problems from Reddit, etc. I want the music. Done. Anyway, here comes my problem with you. About a year and a half ago, I met a guy on Tinder. And I made it clear I never wanted a relationship because I had recently gotten out of another one and wasn't ready. So I always had it in my head that I didn't think of him that way. Time went on and he wanted to be in a relationship. So I said we could, but then I kind of backed out and we carried on seeing each other, but not officially. It was kind of complicated, but I was terrified of commitment and he fell in love with me. I never felt quite enough for him. So eventually we broke up because I inevitably met someone. He knew I was seeing other people. And now he wants to be friends, which I understand because I'd love to be his friend because we got on very well, but I just don't know how to. Every time we've been friends, we've ended up sleeping together and I don't want that to happen again. So a couple of days ago, I mentioned my new boyfriend and he flew off the handle saying he didn't want to know anything about him, even though I only mentioned his name. I just don't know how I can be his friend if I can't even mention my boyfriend's name. He says he's fine with it, but I just feel like he isn't. I want to be friends with him because I care deeply about him, but I just don't know how. Help, please. Love you. Love you too. Love you too, but oh, I just feel like I was going to come out the gate strong with it, but now I'm slightly regretting my decision. Okay. I try to be a bit more diplomatic with these things. Yes. 
but I feel like you can't be friends with him. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, yeah, I mean, I'm struggling to think, obviously, like, I, I pre-screen the problems in case they're just like, hi, Mona Lisa and Dave. Anyway, Hitler was cool. Like, so I was looking at this and I was just thinking, like, <clears throat> ah, fuck, that's tough. See, I don't know the problems, so mm-hmm. that was my gut reaction. It's just, it's so difficult in that situation because, ugh. So, I mean, then you go. I, no. I mean, I have thoughts. I have okay, thoughts. Okay, you go. You no, go. no, but you had some no, thoughts no, no, first. No, no, you go. Listen, I'm, I still, want, I'm, I'm still processing. Okay, you process. So, what I I would say about this is, yeah, it's going. It, at the very least, it's going to be really, really difficult for you two to be friends, and that's not your fault as such. Um, I definitely think it's important um, that you feel okay with the fact that you've said no to him, you don't have the feelings for him. And that's fine. Like, I feel like I, I, a lot of time when I see other problems or I, I hear women talking about relationships, one of the big issues is that <clears throat> women feel, you know, it's just the whole consent problem. Women feel like a, a responsibility if a man is like, Chasing them like that, you know, sometimes you know, the amount of women that are cajoled in a relationship, oh my god, or just like beaten down, like yeah, I don't really care about this person, and that's something that like men are taught as well. You got to be persistent. You got to keep at it. If she says no, that doesn't necessarily mean she doesn't want you. She's just playing quote unquote hard to get, and that I think has trained a lot of men to be persistent to expect things. And in, in return, I also think it's it's trained a lot of of women. Um, and I'm talking about just sort of basic gender roles here, FYI, to like accept that approach. But in reality, if you don't have feelings for this person, you're completely entitled to define the terms of your relationship with them. If you don't, if you want a relationship, you can say, I want a relationship. If you want to just be friends with benefits, you say, I want to be friends with benefits. If you want him to come round once every two months, never say a word to you, have sex and leave, then you can define that as well. If he's comfortable with it, that's cool. But I think in this situation, I, f- I don't know whether you want to be friends with this person. Well, yeah, they said they, they did. Yeah, but do you feel like, okay, you get on really well with them as a person, but is, is there any level of guilt? Do you feel guilty about how you treated them? Well, but like... Not that you treat them badly, but... No, I think... I, well, seems no, like he's I made think you feel the like issue that. is there, that's all fine. See, like, friends with benefits, fine. Friends, and then very occasionally with benefits, fine. You know, whatever is fine. Again, you know, you are, like you were saying, you're able to determine the mm-hmm. kind of what you want in a situation. But the fact of the matter is, is his feelings have obviously changed. Mm-hmm. And he obviously is at a different stage. So, like, these things aren't really possible anymore. Mm -hmm. Because these things can only work if both people are on the same page. Yeah. And that's the problem. Unfortunately, he is on a different page. Yes, very much so. And that, you know, you know that. You know he's clearly on a different page. And it's so difficult because... And it's that thing, I've done that so many times mm. when I've got into relationships with people because they've just liked me and I've just been convinced by it. And then even part, let's face it, part of you as a woman, you're like, oh, well, I don't want to be a pure old spinster alone, so I better just, you know. Mm. You know, in a way, there is that. You're worried to, like, you know, throw away someone that cares about you because you're just 
Mm-hmm. You feel like you should be grateful for that or something. You're grateful for the attention. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, that's what like, happens when society teaches you to hate yourself at a fundamental level. And it's like, you know, it, it can be hard for women to just be like, you know, that this is, person isn't the one. But let's face it, that's hard to find, you know. Like, you're going to spend, hopefully, the rest of your life with someone. Mm-hmm. You know, you settle for someone. If you know it's not working at the beginning, like, it's not going to mm-hmm. happen. And, like, that shit just happens. Like, shit just happens like mm-hmm. that, right? But the problem is now, I do think that you kind of, you have a responsibility to like nip that in the bud a little bit mm-hmm. because you know he feel has feelings for you. What he's saying is, he's saying, oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, but it's obviously not fine. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying that, that there's no possible way that you can be friends. Yeah. I think that you could try setting very specific boundaries or, like, mm-hmm. even just having a talk about all this. Yeah. Like, sometimes I think in a really complex situation, the only way for it to work is literally nothing is left and, in, in, you know, everything mm-hmm. is out in the open. Mm-hmm. So, like, he probably needs to say to you that it bothers him about you and you talk about, your, you know what I mean? The denial of that when it clearly bothers him when mm-hmm. you mention your new boyfriend, mm-hmm. like... I mean, so you're actually being surprisingly tolerant in a way that I didn't expect from this because okay. something that I picked up on. Okay. And I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on this. Mm. Your hair looks nice, by the way. Love you. <laughs> um, like there's there's a certain obviously we've talked about before, and you know anyone listening to this is entitled knows that men have a certain kind of entitlement uh-huh. to women, whether it's sexually, emotionally, romantically, whatever, um, and. I think it's important for you to examine his intent by staying friends with you. Number one, very clearly still has feelings. But then it could just be, what if it's just, he just likes to, loves this person and wants them in his life? Yes. I agree that that is the case. And no, I'm, not, I'm not saying this is 100%, no, but right. let's say, this, you know, this, the person who wrote this complaint, who will remain nameless, knows more about this person than we do. And I'm just That's posing true. this as a hypothetical. Examine the motive. Knowing how my mind works and seeing how other men, how other men's mind work in a similar vein to mine, I often see that. I see not 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 trickery so much. Uh, like manipulative. Not yeah, not manipulative in a kind of overt sense, but kind of subconsciously. Right. Oh, and I yeah, wildly. What I'm thinking here is that if you, this guy here obviously still has feelings for you and is like, yeah, I really want to stay around as a friend, but is it, can you really ever say that a friend would respond like that when you brought up your boyfriend? It sounds more to me like he is still hanging on to the notion that you guys have, can be together. Mm, maybe, and yeah. That, and he's, he's kind of lingering about, just being like, well, it's fine if I just wait for my chance. Whereas you have already expressed that you just don't really have those strong feelings for him. Whether it's the way that you got, you know, the way that you got together where you were at that time, whether it's how you gel with him as a person, you're never going to have any kind of strong feelings for him. But he does seem to be, manip- to me anyway, I kind of see it like he's mm. trying to manipulate the situation to trick you into basically sticking with him. I mean, it's hard, right? And I completely, let me just state for the record though, that I completely believe that you could like be friends with exes mm-hmm. and yep. like all of that. And like, I completely think that's completely fine. But like I said, you both need to be on the right same page mm-hmm. and you both need to kind of be really honest and open about all these things. But, like, there's a lot of other issues at hand as well. Like, for example, you mentioned you had a new boyfriend, and I don't know how, like, serious that is or whatever, but, like, 
let's face it, that might be a bit of a problem for him. Mm-hmm. Like, who is this fucking weird ex-boyfriend? Oh, it's that's my ex that just still loves me, yeah. Yeah, like, that's a pretty awkward, like, imagine that, like, it's not just like, I'm still friends with my ex, it's like, mm-hmm. I'm still friends with my ex who also still has feelings for me. Yeah. That's a really fucking awkward position to put them into. It is, yeah. And to be honest, that might be something that, like, affects your future or current relationship, and even your future, you know what I mean? Like, and that's why these kind of muddy relationship issues kind of need to be sort of nipped in the bud because it can cause effect it can really affect your life way into the future and i mean for me see if i if i'm going to be friends with an ex-boyfriend like see if it ends amicably or whatever and we're still you know we're just like not meant to be together Mm -hmm. i'm fine being friends with an ex but see if it's not or like it's not happening i'm Mm -hmm. quite ruthless in the way that i will just cut that person like there is no time for that. Like, because see how many girls... I mean, this is not just girls, I guess guys too, but, like, mm. I know my perspective from speaking to, like, my female friends. Yeah. How many girls talk for years and years and years yeah. and years and years about it, one ex-boyfriend? Yes. Like, it goes beyond the time they were together. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, bitch, leave that shit alone. I think that's the problem. Like, ultimately, at the end of the day, we're all animals. You know, we a lot of, you know, love and sex is very kind of instinctual. Mm. And like you said, you know, when you try to be friends before, you've always ended up sleeping with each other. So there's part of you that's just, you know, you're kind of physically comfortable with that idea. You obviously enjoy that. And he loves you and wants to get married to you in a lovely big chapel. And that's an issue. Like, I do think that maybe it's not, don't cut him out of your life, but you need to, you're only going to be friends when you both moved on. There needs to be distance. There needs to be boundaries. There need to be rules. If he can't, stick to those rules and he's going to continue in what my mind personally sounds a little bit like he's trying to manipulate into like loving him which is never going to happen that's just a cycle that's going to repeat itself Mm. and you know it's like the definition of insanity doing the same thing and expecting different results can I just clarify I'm not implying that you know when I said about girls banging on about that I'm not implying that she's doing that no what I'm just saying is that tends to be a way where if you don't if you don't focus on resolving these yeah. things and put up boundaries or just clean break from exes yeah. you can be left in the pure muddy waters of this relationship for such a long time and no one wants I and nobody got time for that bullshit let's, let's be honest that we all know that one couple that will fucking break up in spectacular fashion in violent fashion in like bloody screaming rude public fashion but they will just something will happen and they'll just slip back together like it's like ah, you think he's hoping that that'll just happen? Well, uh, yeah, he definitely. I mean, is I that. know what you're saying. Like, he just thinks, oh, maybe she'll have a fight with her boyfriend, and I'll be yeah, the shoulder to cry on. Absolutely. And when yeah. she's upset, I'll make my move because she'll yeah. be vulnerable then, and then we'll be back together, and then we'll get married, and then we'll have babies. But I think what what I'm also trying to get at is that I think that a lot of when you've been with someone, there's a familiarity there, and it's very easy to resort yeah, to type. the comfort. Yeah, kind of comfort to it. I don't, and in a way, I don't think almost you're moving on from what wasn't really that big of a relationship, but you're not moving on from this casual fling, and he's not moving on from the fact that he loves you, because you're just too close to each other. And him being like, I want to be friends, and you're like, okay, I'll be friends, and he's like, I love you, is just that that's not going to break I mean, until you change something. It's so hard, because see that comfort feeling, that is ultimately mm. what, what is drawing both parties back Totes. and that comfort and feeling is oh let's face it like human beings just want that so bad mm. and it's so you know it's like eating a takeaway you know what i mean it's like you know you just want that comfort so bad mm. but 
you know, we all know that a lot of the time that comfort is not the thing that should be doing. I want junk food now. <laughs> Fuck you. You just fucking spewed in a river or whatever. Yes. Yeah, I got to replace my my chips, anyway my chips storage. I think area. perhaps sometimes what I like to think if I if you were giving this advice mm. to someone else, what would you say for them to do? Because yeah. sometimes you know deep down, and I think you probably do know that you should. I'm not saying completely cut this person off, but like, f- like definitely form boundaries, air a lot of grievances, and be and you you I think need to set your boundaries. And if he can't accept them, hmm. then you then you need to walk away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like because he's not going to do that. He's not going to do that. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. and that's that's the difficult. It's so easy to fall back into that comfort and routine, but. That's probably not the best and most healthy behaviour for you to be doing. And it's totally. fine to partake in some unhealthy behaviour mm-hmm. occasionally, but, you know, a few times it's well, fine. We all do it. I'm going to have takeaway for tea. No, I don't want takeaway. I don't say you were going to have it. I said I am. <laughs> I want Korean food. Continue. But, like, yeah, so it's, f- it's fine to, you know, do that occasionally, but don't make it a fucking habit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. It's a difficult problem because I think everyone's been in that situation. They have, yeah. Life. And that's the thing. I think you go through your life and I know a lot of people who've been really unhappy with the way relationships have ended and have drifted back together with a person and people have wanted different things and it never amounts to anything good. And I do think that, like, watching people through their kind of like teens and 20s doing that and then one day it almost like clicks like they realize ah yeah i really need to just like kind of cut someone out of my life and just move on from it that's what moving on is a lot of the time Mm. um you obviously don't have as much to move on from he needs to move on he is the one who actually needs to he's the one that should be writing the problem and and, and And my advice to him would be fucking move the fuck on buddy if you can't be around that person without catching feelings or getting hurt then you need to get away from that person that's what i would say to him so in your situation, it's a kind of it's a a, a diluted version mm. of that. I would have to say though, it's so hard to do that. Yeah, so hard. And I would feel so guilty, and especially if someone had feelings for you, you'd feel so like shit. Mm. I mean, you like that person, but like ultimately, the goalposts have changed now. Both of you are not on the same page, and I think ultimately that's the most important part. Yeah. Okay. Let me put it this way: you've written this into us as a problem. It's obviously causing a problem in your life. You need to look out for number one. So you need to cut that part of your life out. It's 2018. It's self the year of self care. Let's do this. Mm. Yeah, it's it's there's there's no way this this situation isn't just going to resolve itself. Because mm-hmm. I've seen a, there's a lot of situations like that play out, and then like they maybe oh you know what the worst part would be yeah for him to get a new girlfriend, but mm-hmm. then be like oh, this is my new girlfriend, but clearly he still has feelings. Trying to make for, her jealous. Yeah, and it's like just a whole... the thing where he's like kissing her, but he's like cranking yes, his neck. Yes. Is she looking? And that, again, this is like repeat... I've seen this play out so many times. Mm. And like, yeah, there is... This is the problem with this sort of problem. There could be so many other issues that just... Right. Uh, yeah. Just avoid that. Yeah, stay clear. You need to focus. Focus on your new relationship. Or mm-hmm. fuck it. Focus on just you. Like... Move on a little bit. Yeah, agreed. I agree. Hope that helps. I hope that's not us being like no, telling us. no. People partly, tune in for our fucking caustic charm. That's true. So people listen because we're assholes. I'm just partly terrified that what if we say something to someone, we're like, cut that bitch out your life, and then the person does it, and then they're like, 
I'm so Fuck sad. You, it's my friend. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, that's what happens when you come to unqualified people for advice about your life. That's true. Sometimes that's they true. might not be giving you the best. I think it's the best advice. I'm very confident in giving advice to people. <laughs> Great. So. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you are too. So shut your mouth. Yeah, okay. Should we do the last problem? Yes. Okay, this is, I really like this. I think this is going to be really exciting. Are you ready for this bad boy? Mm. <coughs> My wife. My wife. Has oh. turned into a hideous diva in recent times. I and I'm it. struggling to respect her. Did you write this? <laughs> <laughs> She's achieved a lot of success very quickly at work. She regularly makes a ton of money for her boss, who thinks she's the greatest thing. He's rewarded her with a company car, personal assistant, and endless bonuses. The problem is that she shouts her mouth off in the office and thinks she can come home and do the same thing to me. Now, up to this point, you might think this guy's a bit of an asshole, eh? The way he's talking about her. Mm. I'm sick of being treated like the hired help, both in bed and out of it. With her success has come a huge appetite for hard, edgy sex. She keeps saying that she has to feel something in order to keep things real, and that usually means hurting me. To this end, she's invested in sex shop handcuffs, leather paddles for spanking, that's in brackets, and a number of gadgets which do literally make my eyes water. The other night she stormed in after a difficult meeting and started screaming that I hadn't cooked the food right for tea and that the place looked like a pigsty. She ordered me up to the bedroom to quote-unquote redeem myself, only to rant that I was too timid, soft and vanilla for her taste. In the end, she snatched a large vibrator out of my hands and pleasured herself. (laughs) This is not the way I wish to lead my life. I don't even recognise the woman as my wife anymore. She's changed up of all recognition, and not for the better. At the moment, she's in a filthy mood. She's not talking to me, and I've been relegated to the city. My crime? Not buying the right Prosecco, booking a boring summer holiday, and not second-guessing that she never wants to see my parents again. I've invited them down for the weekend next month, it's my dad's birthday, and she's hit the roof. I think I'm a decent, caring bloke, but I just can't win. Oh, what white people problems. What a cuck! Right, I am slightly, I mean, part of me is slightly here for her. Just like grabbing the vibrator and being like, never mind. You like, fucking soft, tiny dick fool. <laughs> I mean, one thing is like, what's so funny is, you know, we talk about like gender, you know, like how, uh-huh. you know, like there's there's certain people assume there's these weird, ah, People assume that there's specific gender roles and yes. that, you know, men are one way and women are the other. Yes. I'm so funny how as a little bit of power, and she becomes pure Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> so I actually had, uh, I was reading this thinking, this is, I, I took, I, full disclosure, I took this from a fucking British tabloid. I, there's part of me that's, I'm like, yeah, someone has just written in this letter to prove a point. Right. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Some pure angry fucking right wing dad fucking sitting like reading the Daily Mail and just getting angry because they're doing articles about fucking women's empowerment. It's just like, well, what if they, well, they wouldn't like it if the tables were turned on them. I just think it's really weird when he was just like, she came home, yelled at me for not cooking her tea right and said the house was a pigsty. It's just, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a bit too on the nose. Yeah. Also, um, the opening line, the opening line I thought was like almost satire, right? Going back to this here, my wife has turned into a hideous diva in recent times and I'm struggling to respect her. 
Like, there's a real big right-wing meme to be like, oh, respect women, respect women. Wait, so why have you read this problem out if you're, like, now questioning the... Vil- okay, because the- A, it was kind of funny, and B, I was just like, is this, like, a conspiracy? Right, okay, conspiracy. I mean, to be honest, I'm probably just fucking We've got the fucking tinfoil hats on. Yeah, my tinfoil like, hat's firmly on. Right, I mean... But listen, I'm just that was just a little. Yeah, I know point. what you're saying. You, you are like right. Real. You are right about that. That it's a kind of a, it's a bit too on the nose. That you're like it's too yeah. perfect. Um, part of me, okay, is really here for her, mm-hmm. but she just seems slightly iconic. You like, but at the same way, like you know, because like part of me is like ah, iconic. That's funny. But then the other part of me, like the morally responsible part, is like okay. So technically, it's abuse. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Technically, I mean, that's abuse. To just force someone into BDSM stuff. I yeah, because without, light without stuff. their consent. Well, the the paddles and handcuffs is pretty light. Oh, if, because because you didn't really go into detail about said gadgets. I mean, who knows he, what they could, they could uh, be? Yeah, I mean, gadgets that make your eyes water. I'm I'm assuming electrodes on the balls. I'm assuming candle wax getting dripped. I'm assuming so like... So we didn't call candle a candle a gadget though. Maybe it's a really high tech candle. <laughs> maybe it's got Bluetooth. Fuck you. You don't know me. <laughs> maybe it's like, I don't know, like a lit mechanical nipple clamps or I'm something. I'm trying to think. So you get like, you get like a little... Um, Gadgets and you all that. You get like a, like a little, you know, what are those things called where it's like a globe and all the electricity is zapping around it? You know those guys? Ah, uh, you can touch in there. Yeah, you get like little ones of them that, you know, for like electrocuting yourself up the pussy or whatever. Right. Those those exist. I've seen those before. Ah. So there's a lot, there is a lot of gadgets. There's a lot of ways that you can hurt hurt someone by the balls as well because it seems like she's she's obviously the dom he's the sub I mean, un, the unwilling sub right I mean that's the thing ultimately strap-ons 100% he's getting pegged oh uh, yeah probably I mean the you know first rule of any sort of BDSM relationship mm-hmm. is that both parties are happy yes. willing and safe yeah no, we're not kink shaming just FYI no kink shaming going on here it's abuse. Well, no, no, no. I am kink shaming because to have within a kink, you're not kink shaming a... BDSM. People, no, no, no. What I'm no, to say. I'm kinking them because you're kinking kink them. shaming them because there's a certain responsibility to. But you're not kink shaming like... them. You're you're abuse shaming them. Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, yeah. I wasn't having. A, I wasn't coming for you. I didn't think you were coming. This for is me. abuse. You're abusing <laughs> me. No, you are coming. For I'm me. being. I'm being cuckolded. Oh my god! I'm getting out. Oh my god. Anyway. Yeah, no, uh, what I mean is it's irresponsible, like, people that practice BDSM, I have a weird respect for. I, they take it very seriously, they're very safe, they're very, I, it's, it's, a, it's a really kind of cool way that they practice stuff like that, but to do it like that is abusive and horrible. It is. Um, I do, I mean, again, part of me just picturing her, though, would be an iconic, a big power suit. Yeah. Just, like, storming the house, being like, the dinner is not fucking right. It's the same lady that watched me throw up in the river with a power suit and the giant mobile mm. phone and her heels in her hand. But again, am I being slightly, is that inappropriate of me to see that as iconic? Because if that was a man, it would just be straight up abuse. Oh, yeah, we, we, we talk about this very differently. Ah, it's hard to say. Because, I mean, the thing is, right, I genuinely, I do think there's an element of, is this real? And mm. there is almost, this is one that, I think, like, when you see a, a real story about like um, you know domestic abuse that's been you know perpetrated on a man by a woman, mm. like there was a really terrible this morning. You I were showed watching you this morning. Yeah, yeah, this morning. It was little it videos. Was I I'm awful. not a fan of this morning, but see the little little like, things that they have. Yeah. They have some of the most iconic interviews, and this one was actually shockingly yeah, sad. Like I normally only watch the funny ones, like like that lady who's trying to turn herself black. Yeah. 
But, like, this was actually kind of shockingly sad. Yeah, she was, like, slashing him with knives and stuff. Oh, yeah, it she was, was, like, it was, like, terrifying. Yeah, like, the, like a policeman, like... She was, came. like, starving him and, yeah, like... Yeah, oh, God, it was... The poli- was a policeman, like, clocked him and was like, are you sure you're okay? And, like, took him away in the back of a police car. Well, because that's the thing, because it's the shame of saying that. Yeah, the really shame s- the shame of anyone yeah. to admit... Like, domestic abuse of any description is, is really horrible. Uh, well, it's really yeah. awful and I think it's important to remember that predominantly 99.999999% of it is man or woman well that's the thing and I think that's why people people say well it's the same but it's not the same in and that I also for think, that matter I do also think you know like devil's advocate hypothetically speaking I could understand why people a woman might even get catharsis out of reading a story like that and wouldn't necessarily say that's abuse and that's why I think maybe you know it's, it's maybe more understandable for us to think that you might say well because oh, that's the oppressed iconic. turning the tables yeah even though it's like an eye for an eye you know it's not right to, yeah. to feel that but yeah you're right it's like watching a pure slave owner getting beat to death on a film yeah like, yeah that's never okay to enjoy anyone being beaten totally. to death but you're like eh, he had slaves so yeah and not that this man isn't, you know, male victims of domestic abuse are representative of their gender and therefore their fair game. Of course, that's not what I'm saying. No, God, no. But yeah, I mean, I guess I just felt a bit, I felt a bit guilty about that. I don't, I mean, I think that, I don't know, it's not, it's not crossed the line. What would you do though? Yet. How awkward. What I would see. you do if, what would you do if it was this, if, it was, if this was our situation? If you were doing that to me? Yeah. I mean... I if I was all like power, powerful all of a sudden without, and made with, lots of money, and like without wanting to sound like an info Infowars contributor, uh, I just wouldn't be such a cuck. I'd be like, "Why are you speaking to me like that? Let's sit and have a talk about it." Right. Uh, I want to understand where you're coming from with the, with this attitude you've got recently. Is there something wrong at work? Because if they're okay, you know, I, f- I see you lashing out like this, and you've really changed as a person, and that's quite upsetting. What if I'm just like angry monster and not, not engaging? In I'd, that I'd be like, well, I mean, this is really badly, so I'm actually going to have to leave until you're able to come to some sort of conclusion as to, to why things have changed like this. And I'd be like, yeah, get out, you fucking weak-ass bitch. What did you, I, I don't need you, I've got a vibrator. I mean... And money. I'd be I'd be shocked, but I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't fucking be like, oh, well, better get in the bed or fucking face down and spread them. Right, you wouldn't just take the... Paddle me. Right. Like... If you're into that, sir, that's cool. But I mean, she seems to be criticising him quite a lot for not being good enough at being bondage. And I'm just imagining like this old man with a moustache and a big pair of glasses being like, oh, pardon me, Mildred. Yeah, that's something people, both parties have to be into. Just otherwise, it just gets awkward. It does. It gets awkward. Like, I don't know. What would you do if I was like that? Phone the police? Because you should. No, I'd well, I'd wait for a while collecting all the money that you were all of a sudden making, and then I would murder you when you were sleeping. You don't have to murder me; you just divorce me, and you'd get the money. No, what would I actually do? No, it would definitely be more devious than that. Murdering you, maybe <laughs> slowly poison, maybe. Are you gonna, are you gonna poison me? No, because I'd want you to make all the money. <clears throat> right. I mean. What we're describing is kind of Fifty Shades of Grey. What would happen if you were in Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> Do you know, I actually one time tried to read that book and I was just like, this is the worst thing. When you, Like, I can't handle that. I can't handle that. I can't handle... Just because it's so badly written. Yeah, same with like Dan Brown. Yeah, has anyone ever read his book? Like, the I was like, man walked in with a brown like, coat. And you know tightly. what, the films are good. The, the stories in the films are good. Like, he, he builds a good universe. Okay, he takes a lot of resources, but it's very complex and well done. Like, really is. 
But then when you and everyone's like bangs on about the books, and one time it was your mum had them, and I was like, okay, I'll try and read this. Fuck me! And it, you know when you think, oh, it can't be that bad because you know you've read bad books before, and you're like, well, whatever, this isn't great. But like this is like, hmm. Wow, Jesus. The man walked into the round room and thought it's very spherical in this room. Yeah, I mean, honestly. It's, pure, it's like, properly like that. Wow. It's, it's not good. And Fifty Shades of Grey is really similar to that. And mm. also, it's just, like, how can... I don't understand. It's so weird. Well, I, I have nothing against women wanting that fantasy. You know, let's face it. We met One time we met a sexologist. Yes. Called Wolfgang. He was iconic. And he was, we're talking about this. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, he was saying that the most common fantasy, like sexual fantasy, is rape fantasies. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, as a woman, fantasizing about that, yeah. or even just dominant men. As long as there's consent. As long as there's, well, but it's your fantasy. So you don't, in your fantasy, they may not be consent. That may be the thing no, that you gets have to get you consent off. in your fantasy as well, please. <laughs> but like, um, you know, I just find the whole Fifty Shades of Grey thing so, so shit. Like, do you know what it is? She combined too many things. Like, he can't be that rich and that older and that handsome and into that. Like, you know what I'm seeing with all of that? Fucking serial killer. Like, that's a warning <laughs> sign. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can't tick all those boxes because that's problematic. And that's, I guess, the thing that people have a... Well, and that's what I have a problem with Fifty Shades of Grey. Why can't it be like a badass bitch, like a poor Samantha Jones... Samantha Jones meets Christian Grey. Oh, that's better sex, definitely, most likely. And, you know, they're both strong individuals. Why is it this, like, weak little bitch? And does she have a dumb name in that? Fantasia or something? Probably wasn't that. Probably wasn't that. Nothing about this. But she was all, like, a little, she she was quite young and she was, like, you know, like, oh, young and, like, nuts and not seen much of the world and, like, you know, she just... Well, I'm just I'm just off the bus from Kansas, mister. Yeah, completely. I'm looking for a paddling on my buttocks. Yeah, you know, and she's just like, oh, you know, I, I don't even think that she even had a sexual relationship before. And I'm like, come on, no one starts with that. No. Ugh. And if it does, it's like, ugh, whatever. Unless you're into that. Most people don't start with that. Maybe, maybe, maybe they do. Unless you're maybe very sexually confident, which is awesome. But, like, she's not the type. No. So, I, mean, I don't know about Christian Grey, that would You're going to have to wrap this up yourself, because I am, like, I'm, I'm lost out here. <laughs> I did the impression of the, like, the hick getting off the bus. <laughs> That's literally the only thing I can contribute to this. I just, yeah, he is in a, now is in a, a, what is an abusive relationship. A little bit. Oh, and no, needs not to quite, leave that. not quite there yet. Well, no, the sex stuff is, is abusive. I mean, he doesn't... Ni- well, uh, yeah, we're not, no, just she, she bought that stuff. It's not like we're, it doesn't... He's talking about it quite casually. I don't think he hugely object. I think he's willing to give it a bash if it keeps her happy. Right, and it's not like he's... There's, you didn't say that she's, like, forcibly, like... Yeah, he's, yeah, exactly. I mean, it yeah. does seem like a little bit like he's been coerced. A touch. A tad. He's in... what? It's, it's the abuse or abuse by proxy. So... I think he needs to reevaluate, but again, maybe they've been together a long time. And yeah, so why do you hard. think she's? Why is it? Do you think that like the empowerment of like success at work has made her act like this? Well, I think to be honest, a lot of women there's so much performative behavior. I always talk about that performative things that women do, which I just have no time for. Yes, you know, like they spend as a woman, there's so much pressure to spend so much of your fucking time, uh-huh. like buying anniversary cards for people or like remembering 
oh, someone's kid's birthday or like, you know, just like pretending to be interested in foreplay or whatever, you know, like there's lots of performative things that women do that Mm. they, you know, like men don't feel that. They don't feel the need to, you know, like men are just like, See, if you watch a group of male friends and a group of female friends, of course, we're talking very gender binary at the moment, but like, that's just for ease of conversation. It, you, the men generally are cut to the chase much more. Mm. With women, there's so much nicety, and they're not all women, obviously, but oh. a lot of women, uh, there's so much nicety and performative behaviour. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the same within relationships. So to be honest, I feel like part of that success... It's always been like that. Well, let's face it, as a woman, you're slightly... Like, women worry much more about things like financial stability and all these things. Mm-hmm. So it isn't until we have, like, all our ducks in a row yeah. sometimes that we feel like we can act a certain way. That's, right. like, why a lot of, like, middle-class mums are such cunts. They've always been cunts. Mm. It's just now they're like, I have this house and this car and this weird haircut. So I can act now act like the cunt I have always been. Mm. And so she probably always had that in her. She just felt a bit repressed. And so that f- power that little boost that she got from the success at work has like allowed her to just shake all that bullshit off and just be like, fuck it. I don't want to have a nice romantic... I don't want to light candles and like have a nice romantic evening. I want to fuck you with a strap on and then I want you fucking hit me with a paddle. Okay, can I say something here? Yeah. I went on a really wrong rant about that. (laughs) You did. I felt like you were winding down. Mm, I was. I think it's my place um, as a white, straight, cis man to say this here. Mm Mm-hmm. We often equate powerful women like this, you know, BTSM sales lady or whatever she is, mm-hmm. with feminism. Mm-hmm. But if the end goal of your feminism isn't to overthrow the oppressive structure that holds you down, in this case patriarchy, but to recreate it, then it's not feminism. Oh, and we talk about that all the time. Mm. The... But I just finally found a way to sum it up. Uh, I found a way to say it. Uh, yeah, we talk about that all the time because that is a problem, particularly with white women. Yeah. They don't want to overthrow any patriarchy. They just want to be part of it. Yeah, basically they want to, they see what patriarchal male dominance looks like and they go, I fancy a touch of that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Hillary Clinton is one of them. There's many. She doesn't want to overthrow anything. She just wants to (laughs) Did you you see the news this week? No. So, about Hillary Clinton? No. So Hillary Clinton obviously did not take losing to Donald Trump very well. Not many people would. That's fair enough. Right. Um, that's got a that's got a heart. That's got a sting. That's really got to take down a peg or two. I have to <laughs> say. Um, and one of the things that she's been very critical of, and one of the things that she's been a great advocate of, is always support women, always help women, always stand on the side of women. I mean, bullshit, but okay. So, uh, do you know what's going on in New York with the mayoral race at the moment? No. So it's Andrew Cuomo, I think, or the governor of New York, I think. Andrew Cuomo, who is the kind of uh, established guy who is, you know, very typical American Democrat, right. i.e. a British conservative, right. wearing a blue tie or whatever. Um, and Cynthia Nixon from Sex and the City oh, is, running, is running against yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, I knew about that. Clinton's come out and endorsed Cuomo. Ah, of course. Because you've always got to support women, unless it's Cynthia Nixon, who is amazing and I love. Her politics are great. She's excellent. Yeah, yeah. Let's Don't let's vote, though. Democracy's a lie. That's true. But yeah, no, uh, yeah, Hillary. You yeah. all know she was a wolf in sheep's clothing. She and that's the thing about, what do we call those women? Do we not have a name for them? I certainly would never have a name for women because I respect you too much. No, that type of woman that's they're not trying to... 
I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Um, I just had a brain. I'm having do we, a do we have a name for them? I don't think I don't we know. Should we, we name them with, now? I don't know. I don't know. What should we call them? I don't know. I, to be honest, that's a, I have a big beef with that, though. Like Big business girls. The women that are just looking... Well, that's what a lot of majority of white, middle-class, upper-class women are looking to do. Yeah. They're just looking to position oh. themselves in a place of power, and they act yeah. like it's a win for all women. Totally. When it's not. Like I said, there's been powerful women before... And I'm not saying it's not a win to have a powerful woman, but these powerful women need to dismantle the patriarchy. They need to do stuff about this. They don't just need to make themselves richer, get more houses. Totally. All that bullshit. So, um, there is a tweet, I think, that sums up what we're saying very well, and I love it the most of anything in the world. 2,000 years later. Okay, so I have a tweet here. So... It's one of those tweets that is like two people talking. Yeah. So firstly, conservatives say, let's round up Muslims and put them in camps. And the liberals reply, hire more women guards. <laughs> and that is it. That is, that's probably, I think that's maybe the best tweet that was ever made. I mean, that's a really it, big it's claim. So many great applications. Gina Haspel just put into the, in charge of the CIA there. Disgusting record of torture. Some absolutely vile and vulgar fucking acts of, of just complete lack of humanity on all fronts. Disgusting, but, you know, we should all celebrate it because she's a woman. And what I'm basically saying is, this lady here, she needs a new career. She needs to get into CIA torture. Should we leave it there? Yeah. We're normally a bit more riotous towards the end, but we I just know. went off on a bit of a serious time. I, I, do you know what? It's really hot all of a sudden, and I feel like I've tired myself out and need like a nap or something. Yeah, I need to go have diarrhoea. <laughs> okay? One, two, three. Do that? Yeah. Do that? I think we'll be ended. Yeah, one, why two, does it need to be so organised nowadays? One, we used to just two, do it. One, two, three. Love you, Love bye. you bye. Hey, little sister, what have you done? Hey, little sister, who's the only one? Hey, little sister, who's your superman? Hey, little sister, who's the one you want? The shotgun It's a nice day to Start again It's a nice day For a white wedding It's a nice day To start again Hey little sister What have you done Sister, who's the only one? I've been away for so long. I've been away for so long. I let you go for so long. It's a nice day to start again. Come on, it's a nice day for a 